It has been so long since I've been able to record a podcast indoors. It is good to be back, everyone. James Smith Gratton here for the 41st episode of The Neverending Becoming. It's been a long time since I've done any podcasting. Uh, last episode actually was four months ago, just over four months ago, election night, November 3rd. It's kind of a different world. Uh, didn't know who the president was going to be. Didn't know if these COVID strains were going to end up hampering the vaccine. Um, not that all those things are perfectly hammered out at this point, but things are a little bit smoother. It now being March 12th. Um, yeah, happy the four of us got together. Me, Joe, Matt, and Rob on election night to sit down and talk about how things looked because it ended up being sort of a stamp in time for how things were looking. Um, Matt and I did try. We got together on the winter solstice, December 21st, to do a winter episode. Christmas lights in the background. Beautiful vibe. But we got rained out. Uh as it happens on the show sometimes, especially when you're shooting outdoors. Not like a specific requirement on when this podcast needs to be released, but it is one of those things you want to keep it regular, especially if it selfishly for myself is is serving as some sort of marker as to how I was feeling and thinking at a, a specific uh, period in time. So here I am again, uh, the end of what I would consider the Corona winter beginning of the vaccination boom, I guess you could call it. Uh, first person in my bubble actually has been vaccinated. So definitely starting to see some legitimate light at the end of the tunnel there. But back to when Matt and I actually tried to get together and record, uh, we had a good time in it was like a funny night. It was the solstice, but it was also the great conjuncture of Saturn and Jupiter. So it was this cosmically powerful night. And I obviously, you know, perfect timing to get together. Uh, longest night of the year, good time to, to make some light and, and obviously podcast, but just, of course, uh, pay our respects to the heavens and, and the gigantic rocks floating above and around us. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming we still get some sort of cosmic credit for getting together. We did basically have a podcast in the rain and like sitting in the rain. We hadn't seen each other in a while. Uh, couldn't go inside, of course, but we like suffered it out after we, of course, brought the gear indoors. So Matt and I ended up having a podcast. We just didn't put it on tape. Matt, hope you're doing well. Um, hope you're enjoying yourself. Other things, what's been going on the last four months? I mean, personally, at this point, upon reflection, it feels like I, I just I had a full-time job shoveling uh, you know, unexpectedly. I'm generally signed up for a part-time job shoveling, uh, you know, taking care of, taking care of pavement and, and pathways for people to walk. But my Lord, it ended up being a ton of snow, uh, multiple feet of snow in the Midwest. Uh, I live in Chicago. So no doubt lots to get used to. Found a nice little routine shoveling. We'd go out multiple times a day, tried to savor it. Uh, I didn't exercise. It was like my only <laughs> exercise for weeks, it felt like. Um, although I will say I got I got shovel shredded, so I almost miss it in a way now. Uh, you know, I have, to, I have to make sure that the mulch that I'm carrying to the, the garden beds are going to gonna keep me in the same springtime shape that shoveling did. But, uh, you know, shoveling is just, it can be like the worst thing in the world. Like I've had years where it seems like the worst chore in the world. And this isn't one of those years. I, I have time for it now. It's obviously nice to be around and to have um, good shovels and you know pet-friendly ice melt and all these different um, accessorized tools that, that do make things a lot easier, but also just having a, a good spirit this year about what hard work is required to get through hard things. Uh, and the, the winter is a constant reminder of that in the Midwest. 
other projects, other things have been going on. I've been working on the studio. I, I'm, I'm trying to make that, you know, glaringly obvious here with where I'm shooting. Uh, you got a half a insulated background. I got a half a concrete background. I just moved into this. It's called a studio. It's a garage. I'm in a, uh, I'm in a pink garage on the, on the Northwest side of Chicago. And I finally got around to doing the actual foamular, like good insulation foam on the door. So everyone that's been listening to me, slap my skins, play the drums. Um, I had to put that the most ridiculous way possible. Slapping the tins and skins. Everyone that's been listening to me playing the drums, hopefully they'll get uh, a slightly reduced performance in terms of the, de- the decibel rating. Um, of course, they'll still receive the same heart and passion that I put into all my playing, but it'll, it'll help the sound quality in here. I, this is actually even going to service a, a sort of mark in time and sort of how the studio sounds. I just bought all, all this new carpet too. I'm going to do carpet on the whole floor. I had like area carpets to kind of dampen sound, make things a little bit better but I certainly hear like a nice room sound in here. So it'd be good to, to get Studio 2.0 fully in commission, insulated walls, carpeted floors, anything else that us waveform junkies are going to be looking for if, if we're trying to keep things specifically pristine. Uh, other elements of audio have been very exciting to me lately. I've been playing guitar all the time. You know, we all have this time where we're trying to better ourselves outside of social interactions. Guitar obviously can be very social playing in a band setting, but before I get there, I've just been practicing, strumming uh, chords, you know, getting getting a little bit better with scales and, and having a melodic sense. Um, I'm addicted to timing and rhythm. I, you know, grew up playing the drums. I was a drummer since I was 12 years old, so that's just me now. I realize also 20th anniversary playing the drums this year. Um, makes sense to pick up the guitar, get a little bit more serious about that. Had a guitar since I was in like my teens, basically. I uh, got an electric when I was 21, but uh, it's been 10 years now and I haven't gotten to where I want with that same electric. So I've been strumming the thing, you know, trying to make lemonade in the pandemic. And it's been fantastic. One thing I will note specifically is I had an electric guitar for 10 years and did not own an amplifier. Uh, I did it at points in that, but then even then my amplifier didn't have a headphone jack on it. So so basically it ended up being that I couldn't play electric guitar. I owned an electric guitar for 10 years and then never amplified the thing, never plugged it in, never got into the amplified tones of the electrical current. Uh, this may or may not be hitting home with you, depending on if you have a Marshall or uh, some sort of tweed fender sitting in your room. I don't, I don't know, but the, the whole point is an unamplified, like dull, not plugged in electric guitar, it's not meant to provide the same playing and education experience for the notes as if you had something that allowed the notes to sustain out through the humbuckers and the, and the pickups and even have the same voicings that they're supposed to. A uh, small example being I was strumming way too hard. I was playing way too hard. I'm a drummer. I'm an acoustic drummer, so I like almost want it to hurt. You want to feel like you're fighting it a little bit. But I was playing like notes that weren't even in tune. Like I was <laughs> like I was just pressing down too hard with my fingers, too hard with my strumming, like nothing about it made sense. Once I actually started amplifying, listening to what electric guitars are supposed to sound like, I realized it's not what I was doing. It's much easier, actually. Uh, which is funny considering it took me 10 years to realize how you don't need to try as hard as you did. In a way, you know, all these years I'm thinking, oh, I'm just, it's like I'm playing with a a weighted vest on or in some way you're trying to make it harder on yourself. Like I don't have an amp now so that when I get an amp, I'm even better. And I think there's some elements to that. But uh, in general, you have to play on the playing field. You know, you have to really get used to the the end result game. And I'm never going to be playing an electric guitar without an amp. So it's kind of silly. I went 10 years 
anytime I did have strums on that thing, anytime I, I did spend some time with it, I wasn't really getting the exact and accurate type of practice that I did need. Um, more summary stuff just to go over a few things. I mean, you can't skip four months of a podcast, especially one that was somewhat regular, even during a pandemic, and then not talk about the major things that happened. Talked about the presidential turnover. Um, just to kind of, it's, it's the nice thing about recording with this much time is off is you just get to totally summarize like a three month news cycle or what seemed like a huge seasonal pattern in like just a sentence or a, or a single sentiment. Uh, and if I could do that, I would just say that it turns out uh, Twitter turned off Trump. You know, uh, Trump sort of orchestrated this TV ending of a, a, a capital coup. You know, he tried he tried to have people get encouraged to storm the Capitol. I think that's pretty obvious. And it gave uh, various people an opportunity to just turn him off. Um, when I would feel at my lowest with the Trump presidency, I did have the power sometimes to tell people at the end of the day, it's up to the corporations. If the if he starts costing the the corporations that really have a, a hand in this country, if he starts costing them real money uh, and real eyeballs or whatever that may be, then um, he won't be useful anymore and he will go away. Uh, and luckily, some version of that did happen. Um, you got to stay on Jack Dorsey's good side, I suppose. Uh, luckily, the man meditates. But it's it's amazing how you, you know you can just sort of turn off the the spigot to society, so to speak. Um, you know, and this is especially interesting because obvious, I'm, I'm not obvious, but at the point in which this is being shared, I'm sharing all this to YouTube. So it's very much up to an entity or maybe a personality uh, who's in charge of that entity as to whether or not that type of talk will be held uh, and, and will be continually supported on the internet. Anyway, ended up being a real TV ending uh, and it was an ending, you know, which especially the last time we filmed this pod, we weren't sure if it was going to end, if Trump was going to stay this figure. Um, I think it's still clear he could have some sort of media personality, but I mean, who, how many people do you really know that go on Parler or these alternate uh, entities, you know, but it's so hard to even exist in the mainstream now with, with how many different voices and how much information there is out there blocking things out or at least making it hard to hear the truth. So uh, I don't have much faith in Trump's legacy continuing on. Um, planning on going to Wisconsin again this year. Hopefully not going to see the Don Jr. 2024 billboards, but we'll have to see. Maybe it's just going to be Don 2024 now, and Don Jr. 2028 or something. So just got to wait and see on that. Um, sad thing that happened in terms of, I guess, an area I've been interested in learning about audio production, audio engineering, is uh, Rupert. Neve passed away. He's uh, basically an audio engineer who invented like a mixing board, very famous 1970s mixing board, uh, British that was used by a lot of different bands. Uh, this podcast is moment. I'm actually recording this through a Neve 1073 preamp for our you audiophile, audiophile folk out there. I'm trying it out. It's the first time I've used it for vocals, maybe the second time. Uh, First, actually, being that song, I think that I played at the beginning that me, Austin, and Rob worked on. So, shout out to them for for help with that, and for all the audio excellence that uh, undoubtedly is coming up. That's actually the for the thing I played at the very beginning. I didn't mention it, but the intro is going to be used in this other video series I'm doing, uh, Attachment Rock. I'm just attaching videos and the the wave attachments that me, Austin, and, and Rob are sending each other. Uh, these are the guys I usually do those jam journal videos with. Austin's an incredible guitar player and just production mind at this point. Uh, he, he had some some Moog energy, I, I believe, on, on the part that you heard. Um, Rob being the predominant bass player 
and also just he's he's really expanding his sound right now and even his ability to produce he just got into ableton um he had used apc in uh live in, in different dollless uh production houses before but now he's got like a whole production area in his house you know I, he, a lot of people i found are like setting up all the mini studios at home obviously i'm doing that to some degree here i love it i love it so much i'm super excited to work on more with them <clears throat> Specifically, that attachment rock. Uh, that's going to be the third attachment rock that comes out if you want to go back and listen to that. A couple other uh, things I have written down here. I did write down a list to kind of keep me on track. Usually, you do this with someone else. It's a lot easier because um, then you can kind of keep each other honest, make sure that you stay on the types of topics you're talking about. Although, come to think of it, I don't know if that has always happened. I think sometimes someone can also totally uh, bring you off topic and make you talk about something that's on their personal agenda. But that's just the way it goes. That's just the way connection in general is. Um, kind of funny. I was thinking about like recording one of these alone. And in a way, I was really against it at first. Um, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are highly conversational. Sometimes they're sort of academic or lecture-based. But I like when there are two different voicings. Um, I think it's very important. When someone's re- you know talking alone, it almost feels like they're reading copy or like an ad. Like if, if, so, if one person's talking on a podcast, I'm, I'm always unsettled that they're about to try to sell me something. In a way, and um, obviously, I'm doing that to some degree with shoveling and audio excellence. But outside of that, uh, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's 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 uh, sort of a perspective thing. I'm enjoying it. It's kind of nice to to babble on here. I think it's it's very tempting at first to try to just talk as fast as you can or just fill all the time. I'm trying to tell myself to quote slow down or to make sure I'm you know giving thought to. The, the different spaces between my thoughts, right? It's the notes you don't play. I'm going to start that and I'll start doing podcast quotes. It's it's the words you don't say in a podcast that, that help your search engine optimization. <laughs> no, but really, it's it's nice to try new things and, um, and try to do the podcast alone. It's It'll be great to hear the, to the, the run back and, and to see if I was able to keep some sort of intellectual train on the tracks. Um, love to mix metaphors to begin with. So it'll be great to, to hear my my soup of embellishments, my accoutrement of uh, crude crudités, my <laughs> my my laughing pops into the microphone. That's probably the best thing about sitting in front of the the laptop here. I can see when I'm spiking things and I'm when I'm basically blowing into the thing. Shouldn't be doing that. Um, I heard a stat last year. The, the the year was shut down, so it's 2021 now. 2020 is done. We're looking at the stats. People did 87 percent of driving last year. Uh, I did not come close to traveling, moving, or doing outside of my home a fourth of the things I normally do. My driving was cut down by a factor of 10. I don't even know how to describe this. I, I know a lot of other people in a similar situation. They just didn't end up doing the A to B to work, uh, weren't doing the same things. We still as a nation, this is specifically America, of course, sorry. 87% of our normal driving occurred last year. I, you know, obviously 45% of this is Amazon packages or something that just is, is sort of uh, undeniable. But we only cut down by 13% driving. That's, I mean, even if you adjust that for the population growth from one year to the next, that seems like a lot. I feel like we could have done, we could have done 84% driving. You know, the fact that we still did almost 90%, we did 87% of our normal driving. Still seems like a bit much. Anyway, check your odometers. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on about that. Another driving statistic just flies in the face. Drives in the face of the the last one I brought up. There was two times the road deaths. 
So 87% of the driving, didn't do as much driving as usual in 2021 or 2020, but uh, two times as many people on the road were killed. Um, you know, this is something I heard. I don't know. Are they, are they counting things incorrectly? Is is it exaggerated somewhat? Maybe. Um, pretty hard to deny that trend though. They had mentioned offhand that it had to do with people driving more recklessly and more inebriated. Uh, that's sad in a way. That That's crazy to think that there were fewer cars on the road, but you were twice as likely to die. Um, this is probably one of those things that underscores, you know, what that small segment of the population is doing. You know, that, I don't know, just to put blind numbers on something, just that 1% of the population that does all the irresponsible driving this year allowed them to die twice as often, possibly in a way, um, which is unfortunate, of course, for everyone on the road, but unfortunate for them too to to think of how normal traffic was kind of providing the the bumper rails for these high flyers in society to bounce off of and actually keep them alive uh interesting to think about the societal elements and how we curb each each of our behaviors and how we support a healthy lifestyle for us all to live that's that's intense i feel like i gotta i gotta wrap it up i get <laughs> It's it's a lot. I can't be you know podcasting alone talking about these intense things like that. I want to I want to end on something positive. The last thing I want to talk about, which is you know it's sort of a meta thing, of course, is it's this podcast in general. The fact that I'm calling it a podcast, keep referring to it as a podcast. This is not a podcast. I mean, I, I'm doing like a video show in a way. I'm recording it uh, and then putting it on YouTube. It's actually not on Apple Podcasts right now. I'm going to do that eventually. I just don't really care at this point. I'm still trying to get better at it before I'm. Uh, broadcasting it so broadly. I'm interested in the skill acquisition and then the execution myself for this medium. But podcasting, now if you think about it, it's sort of like how people talk about indie and indie rock and how I was talking to Siobhan about this, my 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 girlfriend, my house, my house my love, my main bubble buddy. Uh, we were talking about how indie rock and indie it's like a funny thing it's like does it mean that someone did it on their own does it mean that it sounds a certain way like it's light rock or like we're seeing here garage rock uh and podcast is just like that it's, it could be two hours of people talking it could be a 10 minute topic based podcast it could be video intensive it could have no video whatsoever but really i think what podcasting is or what the word podcast does is it kind of just gives you permission to create me even saying to my parents, to friends, to people who've been on this podcast, come on my podcast, it kind of allows them to compartmentalize how they feel about something in a way that makes it digestible. I've loved podcasts for years, and there's a big difference between loving something and enjoying something on your own and then actively pursuing it and then having to talk to people about it. And it's very important now that people can just say or hear podcasts and it can kind of give a feeling or it can give an understanding about maybe what you're trying to do or what you're trying to explore, I think more accurately for what I'm doing. So I just want to point this out now because like, yes, I do. I'm doing a podcast. I'm talking about podcasts. I keep saying podcast, but what is this? Is this indie rock? Is this, is this making you sick that I'm comparing podcasting to indie rock? But really, is this a, a video talk show? I mean, right now, it's it's not even a conversation. Like, it's not a talk show. It's just a monologue. Like, no one's even here. There's a worldwide virus preventing any guests from this show. Does it take away from the conversation element that exists maybe 
through the fact that you can comment onto this on YouTube. You know, the, the fact that even if I'm giving more of a, a declaration-based piece, that, that someone actually is going to respond after the fact in the form and then through social media. I would love to have all of you on to talk to you about what this means, how this makes you feel, uh, what your thoughts and opinions are for this. But until then, uh, I'll just have to wonder and maybe I'll have to read some of your your comments or your direct messages or text messages, let's be honest, uh, at, at this point, for what you think this means. I hope everyone's been doing well. I love you all. I, I'm sorry I took four months off, but I ended up making good lemonade of the situation. Take a good last look at the studio. Probably going to paint the wall or at least cover it with you know various fabrics, sheets, um, visual embellishments. I'll see you all soon. Maybe I'll do another one of these next week just to kind of keep the momentum going, just to kind of keep checking in before I get to see people again, before I get my, uh, my, my own jab. But until then, uh, again, love you all. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, this is also my own reminder myself. You know, be good. Do well. Um, and yeah, see you all soon.